Okay. Yeah. It's like getting ready to do a podcast dance. Podcast dance. Podcast dance. The podcast dance. Do the podcast dance. Welcome to Rosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweet. Hi, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from High Point, North Carolina, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. <laughs> You've got to be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 did I get it wrong? That's where, that's where you live, right? Correct, but I am not at home. What? Oh shoot! What are the odds? He's uh, on the yeah, road Tim. for once. Yeah, Tim. Tim came up north. Uh, came up, came up to the northeast, the great northeast, once again to see how we Yanks live. You silly <laughs> Yanks. Yeah, you silly Yanks. Uh, no Sean O'Brien this week. Uh, yeah, and and this is interesting because Sean's usually a uh, pretty pretty uh, reliable, pretty much always here. Uh, the only time that I can really recall Sean not being able to make uh, the show on a consistent basis was uh, back when he was on broternity leave uh, when uh, his, his lovely daughter Alice was born. Uh, so I'm pleased to announce that Sean had another baby and that's why he's not here. Yay. Oh, oh, he's on vacation. Never mind. It, he also yeah. missed an episode or two because of his broken dick. Mm, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. He broke yeah. one of his two dicks. So yes, he did. Yeah. He had to go to a specialist for that. And that does take a couple of episodes to do. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks, but uh, he actually flip flop places with Tim because he's down in North Carolina now. And Tim, <laughs> knowing that Sean was on his way, did his best to flee the scene immediately. And, exactly. Uh, his way back to Pennsylvania. I mean, we had to, uh, it's so. in our brose bylaws that only one of us can be in North Carolina at a time. So like I, I yeah. bit the bullet and drove up here instead. I appreciate you. I uh, appreciate you taking this fall for us in that respect and uh, finding your way back up to the Northeast. And uh, do you find our ways strange now? Now that you've been, a, you know, a, bo- a, bo- a died in the wool Southerner for the last year, uh, the, the the way the Northerners we talk so fast, you know, we move so fast. We're always rushing everywhere. Why can't we just relax every now and then? I mean, there's some things I miss and some things I don't. I definitely miss the mm-hmm. fact that um, you know, we have Wawa up here, and I can find tea that's not just sweet or unsweetened. That's always <laughs> wonderful. Uh, what miss, I don't uh, using uh, actual rock salt to melt the snow instead of the North Carolina method, which is getting Chompy the goat to uh, eat as much snow as he possibly can in the neighborhood before he passes out. Sounds like a really salty question. <laughs> <laughs> He's back, baby. They don't call him the best of the business for nothing. I, I got I got to well, ask yeah. because re- you've been on a lot of trips recently, and I believe one of them was to Canada. What's the bigger culture shock coming home or going to Canada? Uh, going into Canada was probably the biggest shock, but not, I wouldn't say culture shock. It's just every, everyone was so fucking nice and I loved yeah. it. They're just genuinely great. It actually reminds me because, uh, I was, I was not present for the last set of episodes. I was, uh, tending to a sick baby and, uh, tending to my own sore throat that would not have, uh, lent itself well to three, three and a half straight hours of dick jokes. Uh, but I did catch uh, a couple of the episodes that we recently recorded. And uh, the, the one piece of feedback, I got, first of all, Tim, thank you very much for uh, for conveying <laughs> my takes uh, on the Brose podcast. You did an admirable job. Yeoman's work. 
uh, conveying my, my, my thoughts and feelings and my exact cadence of speech uh, while giving my takes. Uh, but my one piece of feedback for you is what's with all the Canada simping, man? You got to go to Canada for like three days and all of a sudden it's Canada this and Canada that. And don't you dare make any jokes about Canada. Jesus Christ, man. Come on, you get a grip. <laughs> I was just getting... Uh... Well, now I got to remember what I said. This is just, this is when Richie was making fun of it. It's like, it's not really, you shut, it's not really marriage. Piccadilly whore. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I said, they're not really getting married. It's Canada. And you 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 shut your your mouth. Tim started white knighting for Canada for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean. Yeah. It, it sounds like everything is more expensive out there because the like, Canadian like dollar is King less. King invented marriage or something like that. Just chill out, dude. <laughs> no, I won't do it. Can't do it. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, everyone. Available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, as always, the premise of our show is that we answer questions most of the time from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. And we do it while enjoying a crisp, refreshing glass of wine. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, you want to email those questions to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we have to discuss what we are drinking tonight. Tim, I'm going to start with you. Uh, What are you drinking this evening? I am drinking a wonderful PA original 2022 vintage uh, Wawa lemon iced tea. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Because uh, we're going to be getting up pretty early in the morning to drive back south. Um, so, uh, I did my day that's drinking why you pushed for the early start time tonight because you had to get up early. <laughs> yeah. That's why I made us an hour and a half late. That's exactly what happened. Um, started the crack is six 30 and not a minute later. Yeah. So I did my, I did my day drinking and now, now just got to make sure I'm not hungover in the morning because driving eight hours while hungover is shitty. Oh yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah, we got to burst through the theater of the mind here a little bit. We all actually saw each other earlier today. Uh, got together for uh, for a nice lunch out in Wayne, Pennsylvania. Delicious, mm-hmm. uh, delicious lunch. Had a couple of had a, had a nice adult beverage or two together uh, with my with my wife and daughter. It was it was a nice little time. Nice it was. Time. It was. They it's don't sell lunch. those canned beverages by like any four packs or anything. Oh like yeah, that. Tim got like a yeah, Tim Rich got like a what was it a canned peach john or something it was like a canned peach lemonade tea. uh peach aid something like that i don't remember it was like a vodka peach drink or something like that and uh mm. like it's made by them it's not canned by them i guess they have a cannery somewhere else but like they don't sell them there like you actually have to order it online oh that's a bummer yeah oh but you can order it online that's but you can plus. order it online yeah hmm. you, they were like it takes like three or four days i'm like all right i'll think about it so what are you drinking tonight then, Rich? Uh, I done goofed and took a nap right after brunch and mm. uh, never went and got any um, uh, uh, wines. So I'm drinking a Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Lemonade from right. a can. At least you're drinking. Yeah. Yes, I am <laughs> drinking. But it's a Jack Jack Daniels Tennessee Honey Lemonade. This is a leftover from last recording session um, for my birthday. Is and it I a just... Lynchburg Lemonade? Oh, it's, it's uh, uh, a Tennessee Honey Lemonade. Okay. From Jack Daniels. I've it's, had the Tennessee honey. I didn't know they made a lemonade to go with yeah. it. Tennessee honey is quite good. Indeed. I'm all, yeah, of course, I'm partial tasty. to uh, the wild turkey American honey, which uh, the only reason I'm partial to it is because I believe it has like 1% higher ABV. Mm-hmm. I, have, I mean, um, I'm partial I have, to the doer's honey myself, but that's because uh, I'm an asshole. What's <laughs> yours? I also have like the, more of the southern tier uh, bourbon smashes that I had as well in the fridge, so. I'm, I'll be good for the night. 
I am drinking actual honest to God wine. Uh, Why? A glass of Pinot Noir from Bogle Vineyards, uh, winner of the American Winery of the Year by Wine Enthusiasts in 2019. Uh, This is a wine that uh, was left over from my daughter's baptism. Uh, We have a lot of wine left over from my daughter's (laughs) baptism. So I'm not going to have to buy wine for a while. Now, I can tell you this is a 2020 vintage. And the reason I went with Bogle Vineyards is Bogle Vineyards is is, uh, renowned throughout the United States for being a a a sustainable vineyard, uh, sustainable uh, growing practices uh, while making their wines. And uh, this is a good Pinot Noir. Uh, It's not a bad Pinot Noir. It's not expensive Pinot Noir either. So uh, if you're looking for something, uh, a, a twinge better uh, for the environment uh, and also not looking to spend a whole ton of money, I would recommend Bogle Vineyards. It's not bad. So and, uh, I'm trying their Pinot Noir. I have a few varieties uh, that I'm going to be trying out over the course of the next couple of months. And and to clarify, that's Bogle Vineyards with a B, not Vogel Vineyards, the people who made our logo. Uh, yes, yeah, not Vogel. It's not Shannon Vogel Vineyards, uh, designers of our world famous Bogle. Uh, exactly. It is, yeah, exactly. Uh, now, before we go on, uh, Rich, I, I, apparently, okay. So, admittedly, I have not uh, listened uh, with with a huge amount of concentration to uh, mm-hmm. the, the couple of episodes that I wasn't on for. Uh, I did study the game tape, but uh, I did. Apparently, there's something going on with like your call sheet. Like the way you introduced the last couple episodes was. Um, objectively incorrect uh, yeah my understanding is that correct yeah my manager sent me my call sheet and like i'm very much like ron burgundy where i read exactly what's put in front of me Mm -hmm. and for each of the recording sessions for some reason my manager put the wrong podcast or the wrong show so the Mm -hmm. first one it had one quest or the first one had bonus action second one one quest and the third one was saying that i was streaming i don't know Mm -hmm. i don't know what happened with my with my manager on that well i really definitely i certainly cannot speak to the uh the quality or the uh the consistency of this this manager or your management firm uh because rather than send an apology to you they actually sent and addressed an apology uh to you but send it to me Hmm. Uh, and so I've got, I've got this, uh, this lengthy, lengthy note here. I will try and, uh, you know, trim it down as much as I can, but, uh, I just for your benefit, I okay. figure I was going to forward it to you, but then I decided it would be, um, <clears throat> funnier to do it this way. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, real quick. So it says, um, starts off, uh, Mr. Sweeten, uh, allow me to take this opportunity on behalf of the entire Dewey Cheatham and Howe talent management firm to profusely apologize for the confusion during the previous three episodes of Brose, Ari, the call sheet which led you led to you misidentifying the name of the award-winning wine-based comedy talk show at the outset of each episode of, of session 67. Though there is simply no acceptable excuse for this lack of professionalism, your individual manager insisted on providing an explanation for the mix-up during his exit interview. We wrote down as many details as we could while security dragged him kicking and screaming from our offices. <laughs> However, later that afternoon, we had a water ice social to celebrate Kim and Accounting's 30th anniversary with the firm, and somebody apparently snuck in a flask and spiked the tube of mango water ice with Everclear, and long story short, we must have used the legal pad we wrote our notes on to wipe up a spill or something because we couldn't read it afterwards. So we fought through our respective hangovers to try and re- rewrite the parts of the explanation that we could remember, filling in the gaps with our memory with stuff we completely made up. Hope this helps. Uh, according to your manager, your request for a call sheet for the last three episodes of Brose was met with some uncertainty as your manager had never actually heard of a call sheet before nor understood its function. He decided to Google call sheet, 
but he forgot that he had downloaded free VPN software the night before, prior to a particularly adventurous night of youporn surfing. Meaning his browser was he would believe he was searching from uh, Rida, South Saudi Arabia, and presented his search results in Arabic. Without an iota of understanding of the language and unable to figure out how to turn his VPN off, he eventually gave up and spent the rest of the night playing PUBG and finishing his half-finished case of Bud Light next. Uh, the next the next day, your manager woke up at his usual time of 4 p.m. and panicked, realizing he had a scant few hours to prepare the call sheet for you. He first decided that call meant phone call, so he emailed you a list, as you recall, of the first 60 phone numbers he could think of, regardless of whether he, they had anything to do with you or the podcast. Right. When you replied a few minutes later with, is this a joke? He, as you know, replied with, ha, 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 JK, JK, one sec, and proceeded to have a full-fledged emotional breakdown. Counterproductively, he spent the next hour on Indeed looking for new talent management jobs before remembering that he could try Bing to figure out what a call sheet was. After two hours of research, most of which could be chalked up to general Bing-related delays, your manager finally learned what a call sheet was. By this time, though, it was five minutes before Brose was scheduled to record, which meant he only had 45 minutes left to finish the call sheet. Unfortunately, he forgot exactly what podcast you were recording that night. Uh, and rather than admit his gap in knowledge with so little time to spare, he decided to prepare call sheets for every one of your podcasts that he could remember to see what stuck. This proved to be quite the Herculean task, and in his haste, he managed to put together a call sheet for each of your 27 podcasts, except for Brose. He also produced call sheets for the Joe Rogan podcast, the New York Times Daily podcast, Dr. Death, and Michael Richards' new podcast, Why Do They Get to Say It But I Don't? <laughs> Apparently just in case you had taken over hosting duties for those podcasts without him knowing. Again, please accept our sincerest apologies for this incident. We hope you can overlook this misunderstanding and continue to trust Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe for personal, detail-oriented management of all your multimedia pro projects, including Prodquist, Grose, Bronus Redaction, and your streaming platform, bitch.rv.d underscore onuts. Yours in Christ, DCHLLC. So I think from that, what we have to take is, uh, congratulations, Kim, on 30 years. Oh, yeah. Kim is, I mean, Kim's knocking it out of the park there. I yeah. mean, she keeps saying, oh, five years till retirement, but she seems to just love her job. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations. Right. Keep on trucking. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations, Kim. Uh, yo, great work out of you. Uh, Tim, your thoughts? That was great. <laughs> so, uh, another uh, interesting wrinkle that we've got for this particular episode is that I have in front of me our questions for this session of Brose. And the reason that I have our questions is because, uh, you know, as a... Uh, as you know, uh, it's a full family enterprise that uh, that supports us on the Brose podcast. It's not just Sean, but Sean's uh, wonderful wife Mary, who compiles our questions. But as they are both on vacation, we don't have any questions for Brose prepared for us in advance. So luckily, uh, given enough advance notice, I walked around, I went on a walk with my daughter today and came up with the first like twenty to twenty five questions that came to mind. Uh, adding more later, uh, so I'm just going to go through a few of them, see what we can get through. Uh, we're at about the 16 minute mark. Well, you know, we'll try and keep this relatively tight. But uh, you guys ready for just whatever I have on my phone? Let's go for random yeah, let's bullshit. Go. Let's brings, go, baby. Brings us back to early days when you did all the questions, I think. It's going to be it's going to be great, man. I'm going to be exhausted. So, uh, <laughs> again, brosequestions at gmail.com. If you get sick of my shit and want to get your question answered on the air. Uh, the first question, I'm actually going to attribute to my brother Alex Casnell because it was inspired by a conversation that he and I had not too long ago. Have you ever been catcalled? Yes. Okay, when? M multiple times. Um, 
almost always karaoke <laughs> because yeah. since the karaoke's I went to were primarily uh or the the karaoke's I would frequent uh were mm-hmm. primarily uh v- very LGBTQ open and I've got a great ass so it's fair yeah. uh almost every other and it's time true. It, you have an incredible ass thank you uh and every other was, time you're welcome <laughs> I was gonna ask real quick: Is mm. it technically a cat call ask. anytime we talk about your ass on this show? Whenever mm. we're talking about assets that we like about somebody, and right. I used assets specifically for that reason. Yeah, sure. Why not? And carefully assess your answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, uh, having worked in maintenance. Uh, uh, and manufacturing <laughs> maintenance guys are hilarious. So it's just, mm. it, it's almost like being in boarding school again. It's just like some of the, and I'm going to say this not as an insult, but like literally for w- exactly what it means. Some of the gayest things you could ever hear at work come out of maintenance men's mouths. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally talking about like sexual innuendo and be like, Oh, like, so like I'd be walking across the main like the floor, and one of the other maintenance guys will just like whistle at me and be like, "What the fuck is happening right now? Yeah, that, You're like a 57 year old man." That that seems to be a commonality when you get a bunch of guys together in general. Like I've never been personally catcalled like on the street, but my bro friends have cat called me while I was walking by like, Oh yeah, what's up big stuff and, and, and hot stuff and whatnot. Like it's, we tend to do it to each other as a joke. It's like that maintenance guy mentality and whatnot. Like that's, that's mostly been my experience with cat calling. And it's like, yeah, you get a bunch of bros together and I don't mean bros as in like dude, bros, just bros as in guy friends together. And Mm. they're going to cat call each other sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's that's typical thing. I mean, there's there's an underlying, uh, you know, you have to get into the Freudian angle when you when you have this underlying like bro love, where it's just like I love you, man. You know, what a hot what a hot stud and everything like that. There's there's some like Freudian like layering, I think, underneath the uh, the I don't remember so the id ego super ego whatever it is the exterior. There's so, there's something under the surface where it's like I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe sweet. I, mean, hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you you could be uh, it doesn't doesn't matter uh, what your 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 orientation is. Uh, it's, it's, it's something there, something yeah. there. When, when you see when you see some assets, you've <laughs> got to manage those assets. When you like, see yep. some nice, well-rounded assets over there, you just yeah, it's you like Sir Mix-a-Lot said in uh, in his book, The Art of the Deal. Um, Cur- Curvilicious, Fergalicious, is that what he said? Yes, uh, make them boys go loco. There you uh, go. No now, delicious. So I, so the close, I don't think I've ever been catcalled. Uh, the 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 closest, the only thing that I could think of when uh, my brother asked me this, uh, because he was catcalled. Uh, I won't go into all the details. I'll talk to you guys off the air about that. But uh, but uh, he got catcalled, and he asked me, "Is like, did you ever have this happen?" And my response was, "I don't think I've ever been catcalled, but I do remember uh, years ago when we were at a concert. My my wife, before we were married, uh, was in the bathroom." And a, a woman who I think was in her mid to early, early mid forties approached me and was really like, I, I'm pretty certain she was putting the moves on, on me. It was like, yo, you're at this disturbed concert. I'm at this disturbed concert. Maybe, maybe hey. we could be at a disturbed concert later. I was like, awesome. I have my girlfriend's in the bathroom, uh, but uh, please so leave me alone. I've gotten. 
yeah, yeah please leave me alone I, i'm already i already missed the band i came here to see just just let me just let me watch disturbed in mm-hmm. peace um no it was, i think that's the close i don't think i've ever been catcalled uh i don't know how i would react to being catcalled uh whether yeah it doesn't matter you know whether it's a male or female i don't know how i would react to having somebody just like you know whistling like the stereotypical like construction worker whistling from like the fifth the fifth uh floor of whatever building they're working on just being like hey i don't know i i I don't know how women deal with it because i i'm gonna go Mm -hmm. on a limb and say that women deal with this more than men i don't know how they deal with it because i just i probably would lose my mind i'd probably spend the rest of the day thinking about that it would make my day Honestly, if I got cat called, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, like I would be like, "Oh, oh, okay, thanks." Mm-hmm. Uh, like, which I know most people get cat called. They get cat called a lot, and it's obnoxious, and it's ridiculous, and it's frustrating. But for someone like me who's never had it, or maybe rarely has had been cat called, it's gonna be like a, "All right, all right." Um. Yeah. I don't think, as far as I can recall, I already said this, I don't think I've ever been catcalled, but the closest thing I ever had to it was walking home junior junior year of high school, last day, school lets out, I'm walking home, and somebody who was in my grade who didn't even recognize me and know that I was in their grade, we, we shared, this, we were in the same grade, like, was driving by and, like, yelled out, yelled something out their window. I don't recall what it was. I don't know what it was because I had my headphones on. They then proceeded, uh, they happened to be working with my brother at ShopRite, proceeded to tell my brother that they did this. My brother was like, I think that was my brother, was it this person? Showed them a picture of me. They're like, yeah. Oh, he's kind of cute. And then nothing ever came of that. He never gave him a number or anything. But it was just like, that was like the cutest, that that was like the closest thing I ever got into a cat call. And it was just like, I think she yelled out, I'm a senior now or something. Or, ah, you're walking or something stupid like that. And I'm like, ah, you're walking. I like that one. (laughs) Walking with legs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with the legs and the feet and the strutting and they high, she high fives her friend. Exactly. I don't know. It was ridiculous. But like, yeah, that's, that's the closest thing. Any other thoughts on cat calling? Don't don't do it unless yeah just don't don't do it it's it's weird unless you're calling a cat yeah unless it's <laughs> literal <laughs> yeah he's like who's a good boy who's a good boy uh next question uh Donald Trump complained that when the FBI uh raided his Mar-a-Lago resort for classified documents uh that they even raided his personal safe what was in the safe wrong answers only. Oh boy! Um, a better wig. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was his classy wig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's gonna be like a um, it's gonna be it would be a gun. It was it was a normal. It's a it's it's just a normal like document a regular safe, ass gun. But it's a gun. But it's mm. like one of those Joker guns that when you pull the trigger, it just says "pow" at the end of it. Yeah. Um, because no it's very one... funny. Look at it; it's great jokes. Many people are saying this is the funniest gun. Well, it's it's more so his wife doesn't trust him with a gun, so she got him a fake gun when he asked for it. Oh, so he doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I would I like adjust that, that with it's a smaller shape. It's a smaller gun because Small he got hands. tiny little fucking hands. No hands. And he gets hands. one of those like double barreled like sawed off shotguns, but like Melania's put like two banana peels in the front, so he shoots it and it bends backwards like in Looney Tunes. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. 
Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways you could go with this. I think, it, I mean, it's probably like a candy bar wrapper. Like, he probably has a safe because he's going to keep all the secret stuff in there and like, oh, I'm a very important person. But the thing is that Donald Trump is the kind of person where if he's got like very important stuff, he's just showing it to everybody to show how important he is. And the safe just has like, I don't know, a key to a safe deposit box he hasn't used in 30 years. <laughs> um, probably like tickets to dorney park from like 1993 when he was taking uh one of what he thought was one of his children and um i don't know uh yeah but you know what it is there's a there's a picture of him from some restaurant eat it like with a like that they put on the wall of the restaurant for eating like the biggest burger they have or something like that like it's one of those pictures he's got sitting in his safe because it's like such a valuable moment for him like he ate the biggest burger at like cheeseburger in paradise and so they took a picture and put it on the wall, and he took it back home with him. Or he ate the smallest burger, tried to tell everybody it was the biggest burger, which is why they didn't actually put it on the wall. But he's like, you're going to take my picture. Yeah. It's the worst <laughs> Trump picture, impression. I'm very famous, very important. And he tells uh, people like that, uh, that Jimmy Buffett was there. He was crying when he said, sir, that's the biggest burger I've ever seen, and you ate it. It's it, What it is, it's a, it's a manila envelope that says uh, – Dispose properly. Don't forget to flush. And in it um, is ripped up artwork from both Baron and Eric Trump from when they were kids. Baron nice. is still a kid. Damn. Yeah. So Eric. So Baron from like you know a couple years ago and Eric from last week. Exactly. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, is you guys any worry worried at all about any of this Trump Mar-a-Lago stuff, or is it mostly just for the lols? Is it uh, mostly just lols for you guys? Do you have any worry about it? I'm wor- worried in what sense? Worried is like how this could come out. Worried well, there's, is if, well, there's like, some there's some scuttlebutt about the fact that a lot of the documents they were looking for were like nuclear weapons related, and like the idea that the president who was the most heavily linked to, you know, Russia, just you know, walking or waltzing around Mar-a-Lago, like going golfing, and maybe like I don't know, having some of the code sticking out of the back of his golf bag mm-hmm. while he's going and hitting the the front nine. Yeah, I, I don't know if I really love that idea. I mean, I if if it's in particular like the the nuclear codes or whatever, they change those things so fucking often that I'm not worried about that. But if it's like actual secrets that he may still for some reason have, like they're all underneath I, the mall of America. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I would, I would be, I would be worried, but I haven't, I haven't really followed up too much on it. Like once I when I heard that like Mar-a-Lago got raided. My my response was fucking finally, like mm. it's about time he's getting raided. At this point, just in general, just for for no for any reason, just yeah. raid him. Yeah, he's he like he it, he did so many. He's such a crime guy, and he did so many crime things that like the best crimes. I do all the just, crimes exactly. Yeah. Look, look, only mobsters and guilty people plead the fifth. So. He's pleading the fifth. That's that's huh. what the FBI says, and they're never wrong about that. No, no, that's what he that's says. That's what he said. Uh, oh, oh he, did he say that? Okay, he is right. he is quoted during like during his run during his presidency in saying that like if you why would you plead the fifth? Plead the fifth just means you're guilty. Only mm-hmm. mobsters and guilty people plead the fifth. And mm-hmm. he's sitting here. I don't know why what they were asking or whatever, but he's sitting here pleading the fifth now. So. Someone who's talking to the New York Attorney General about essentially falsifying taxes 
and financial information to get better rates and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. And he pleaded fit to like, what was it, like 100 plus questions? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason he was guilty there is because I think like they asked him like why his valuations for like pieces of real estate or personal property were different from their actual value. And his explanation was genuinely that like their value fluctuated based on how he was feeling that day about <laughs> like they, it was not based on like an appraisal. It was just like, yeah, I don't, I'm not really feeling high on golf. So, you know, the course is worth like $5 million less than it actually is because <laughs> I'm just, you know, because I think golf is lame today. Yeah, golf sucks. On, on Specifically on April 15th of whatever year it was. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? Trump uh, also, I saw, um, started uh, like soliciting for donations for. I, I guess, I guess he technically has his presidential campaign open, even if he hasn't like officially announced anything. But he's soliciting for campaign donations, and in the emails, he's putting like just a bunch of random numbers and said and saying like these are the nuclear codes as a joke, which um, I have to admit is actually kind of funny. That is, pretty yeah, funny. yeah. It's a, it's a little bit funny. Like, like it's it's like. By saying it's the funniest thing that Trump's ever done is not saying that like, oh, my God, it's hysterical that he's doing this nuclear codes joke. It's just it's it's actually a little kind of funny. And if you want yeah. a shithead, I'd feel a little bit better about it. Yeah, it's yep. um, what was oh, he has in his safe all of the horse deworm medication in case he gets COVID again. Oh, I, all the ivermectin. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got a, uh, a candy bar in there. It's a hundred grand. He's like, "Use my first hundred grand. I want to treasure it forever." Here you go. I took a single loan from my father. That would actually be very impressive if, like, he was talking about the million dollars he got from his father, but it was just ten hundred grand bars. <laughs> and uh, and th- then I'd be impressed. Then I'd if be like, he, "Oh, you know what? Okay." <laughs> if he turned ten hundred grand bars into his 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 uh his money now, like, you know what? You are a good businessman. Just yeah. I'm going to pull yourself up for the boot from your bootstraps. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh, what tree is best? What tree is best? Mm-hmm. A big Ooh. tree. Where's my brother-in-law tree. when you need him? <laughs> mm. um. Is your brother an ent? <laughs> no, George is obsessed. Oh, with yeah, trees. I know. This, this yeah. is George. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so Rich says a big tree, which is a valid answer. <laughs> uh, like, like, like just a like a nice tree. big leafy maple tree that like has saying, great coverage. You can go sit yeah. under it in a hot day and be like slightly cooler. Mm-hmm. Like those those kinds of trees are best. You drill into it in the winter, and suddenly you got delicious sap and syrup exactly. and all sorts of stuff. It's a very resourceful, exactly comfort food. I have no idea how to answer this question. Have an apple tree and you just prove gravity over and over again. True. That's a a good one. I like the the utilitarianism of an apple tree. It's like, cool, now I got (laughs) apples. Fuck right. Yeah. I got some apples, yeah. My grandfather has lived on an apple orchard. It's like 12 acres of an apple orchard. But it's like, it's not like they don't actually collect the apples. It's just like random apple trees all throughout his property. Um. It took until I was like thirty before I actually had an apple from his trees. Hmm. Yeah. Were they good? Uh, they 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 were good. I what I came home when I had them. I came home with like a bag of like twenty of them, and and the, the twenty apples is just too many apples, and I ended up eating maybe like four, 
And then the rest kind of apples thrown out because 20 apples is a lot. What kind of apples were they? I don't know. I really don't know. New mm. Jersey apples. You know how they have Jersey tomatoes? Or they're just Jersey apples. Mm, Sounds gotcha. terrible. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. We'll, we'll see if next time you have Jersey corn. Do one of the apples fall out of the bag and cut you off on the road on the way home? Uh, they just uh, they got they they made sure I went through every traffic circle is what they did. Gotcha. Okay, just went yeah, just go through the circle the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Apple just falls out of the car and says, "Forget about it," and then rolls <laughs> away. Uh, next question: uh, Which of these are you? Mo- would you think that you would be most likely to be able to accomplish in a pro sports league? Get a hit in baseball, score a basket in basketball, catch a pass in football, score a goal in hockey. Passive football. You'll be a catch a uh, passive football. Yeah. Yeah. Complete the process of the catch. Yes. I'm most likely to be able to do that. I don't think it'll go very well. Safety bearing, bearing down on you. Yeah. I'm small. (laughs) (laughs) Just jump just dive over you by accident. Yeah. He's just going to accidentally go over my head and be like, see, I'm uncovered. Throw me the ball. Oh. It may only be like a three yard throw, but like I will catch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, small people have done good in basketball. Look at Allen Iverson, but isn't mm. I think he's like average height. He's just well, short. Spud Webb is, uh, was like five foot one. He's only like three inches taller than you are, Tim. Yeah, but I suck at basketball. <laughs> mm, yeah. I am that garbage. Is, that, is, that is a prohibitive factor when it yeah, comes yeah. to your basketball ability. Uh, I would say. <laughs> It'd be a long shot, but I'm probably most likely to get a hit in baseball. Okay. And, and like, I'm not saying make it to first base. I'm not saying, like, it's going to Well, that's not a hit, then. I know, but I'm most likely to at least hit the ball. Just make contact with the ball. Make contact with the ball. Whether or not they catch it, like, I don't know. I can't do placement. I can't make sure it's a grounder. I'm slow as hell. Like, mm. I can't do any of that. So I'm just going to swing wildly and hope mm. it goes somewhere that nobody can catch it to make well, sure. The Matt, that was the Matt Stairs uh, approach. Just try and hit a home run every single time he went up to bat. Exactly. He had, like, a terrible batting average, but every single hit was a home run. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, it was interesting because I think, ho- for me, a hockey goal is, like, easily the, the hardest one. There's zero chance I'd be able to do that. And a mm. baseball is, like, right, right in front of it. Like, I, hitting a baseball, like, I could not. There's like if there was like a 12 year old lobbing underhand to me, I'd still only give myself like a <laughs> one in 10 chance of like making contact with that thing. It's just so hard. Um, I'm going to say hitting a shot in basketball, football. I, maybe I could catch a pass like a Tim lodging. If you're catching like one of those like little three yard swing passes or something like that, as long as you hold on to it. But I, I think I could luck into hitting like a corner three. I think you swung it to me in the corner and I didn't have a guy bearing down on me. I think I could. I think I could put up like a set shot and hit a corner three pointer one time. I think. I think I can make that happen. So I, that that would be my answer. I can't. I can't even make a, a foul shot. Like I am terrible at making. That's okay. Ben Simmons basketball. can't do it either, and he's getting paid thirty five million dollars a year. So <laughs> you're fine. Um, but it's like, really expensive to, bench warmer. What a loser. Anyway, I used to go to like batting cages and like. I, like at the end of like my session at the batting cage, I would go to the fastest pitch, like the 80, 90, 100 mile per hour pitches. I'd be able to hit them fairly consistently. 
Um, but it's just like you, you, when it's there, you just got to know the timing. Like the second you hear the thud of the ball, yeah. the pitch, you're swinging mm-hmm. already. Like you're not yeah. waiting. You're not watching it. It's just swinging once you hear the thud. Well, there lies the problem with major league pitching is it's very, very hard to do that unless you know that they're just throwing a 90 mile an hour fastball every yeah. single time. Exactly. Yeah. They throw that one little changeup that's like six miles an hour slower, and suddenly you're like, yeah. whoa, whoa and look, you look like an idiot. All I'm saying is conditions have to be perfect, mm-hmm. but I could be able to – I'm more likely to hit the, the, the ball rather than any contact. of the other options. Hmm. Then you just hope for a fielder, like a fielding error or a yeah. swimming bunt or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, I like that. I like that. Yeah. The only hit – like, Go ahead, Justin. The only hit I'm going to get in baseball is getting hit by the ball. <laughs> Which is a way, guess what? Get on first base. Yeah. I did it. Yeah, you just lean into those pitches. You just got to sacrifice your shoulder. Do 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 that enough, and mm. they kick out the, 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 the pitcher instead of you for purposely yeah. getting hit. So Yeah, just lean all the way in front of the plate and just get plunked in the head. I just got to take, like, seven for the team and <laughs> pitchers out of the game. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah, zero bad. That was my bad. That was my uh my my strategy when I, the last time I played baseball. Like I I haven't played baseball since like eighth grade or something like that. My last season playing, I had like a zero batting average, but like a five hundred on base because I would get hit by a pitch every single game. It was awesome. <laughs> couldn't couldn't get a hit for my life, but I wound up on base like every game because I just kept getting hit. Big target. I was I went in little league. Sounds the sounds. I was afraid to get hit by the pitch. So for like the first two or three years, I like stepped out of the box every time a pitch was thrown. And so oh. I was constantly being called stri- like strikeouts and stuff like that. Cause yeah, I was that'll, that'll happen. Yeah. And then like the year I finally started to actually like watch the ball and swing and hit was also the year I started wearing my glasses and understanding that the ball isn't coming right towards me. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was my last year in little league. And then I just never continued to play baseball after. There's a guy on the Baltimore Ravens, Tony Jefferson, who just uh, announced this week that uh, he he just started wearing the glasses he'd been prescribed years ago. And he was like, wow, so much easier now to yeah. see things. It's That's incredible. Crazy. He's like, you fucking moron. You play football. Like, get some context, jackass. Um, <laughs> next question. Uh this is okay. So uh, I borrowed this from another podcast that really like the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. They'll occasionally do a uh, a game called a jigsaw, which is basically a terrible would you rather. Uh, so uh, I came up with one of these today. Uh, so this is a both of these are for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, anytime you say yeah, yes, or anything else in the affirmative in that vein, it sounds extremely sensual compared to the way you normally speak. This is regardless of the situation. This includes any statements you might make to circumvent this, like saying, I agree, or that is something we could do. No matter what, it always sounds extremely sensual compared to the way you normally speak. Or the other option, the same scenario, except for now you sound like Christian Bale's, where is she? Batman voice. (laughs) You have to pick one of these for the rest of your life. See, you say this is a jigsaw, but I think that it's like, which would I prefer? Like, I want both. Can, can I do, do both? Can I do both? So in every scenario. I love this. It's like a somebody, sensual somebody Batman. Like, hey, listen, um, Tim, you, you meant so much to Bill, and he, he did ask if you could be a pallbearer at his, at his, his uh, service. Would you do it? Ara, ara, I would love to. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, right, so are... which one are you going with? Sensual or Christian Bale screaming? Where is she? Honestly, I'm probably going to go with sensual. Like, Christian Bale yeah. is just, like, too much, whereas, like, I could totally... I already am a flirty individual, so like outside of work and even sometimes well, in work, depending on is, who it is. It's extremely sensual compared to the way you normally talk. So if you're already really sensual, this is like this is gonna be this great. Is cranked up to like Ron Jeremy <laughs> in the '90s level. That that made it so much better. Yes. I yeah. Anyway, whatever floats your boat. I would I would have to go the opposite. I would have to go with Christian Bale because just I'm always seen as somebody who looks very angry to begin with. So it's like, hey, Rich, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and uh, come into work this weekend. Yeah, I guess I will. Um, wow. <laughs> but it, it's it's also I worry about the sensualness because like, yes, there's still a lot of boys will be boys mentality in offices, but that's starting to run away. That if you get overly sensual when Oh yeah, I definitely will. It's just yeah. it's gonna make it's gonna it's gonna backfire on you way too fast. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> yeah. The only part of that. I, I would go Christian Bale as well. I think that'd be easier to uh defend in retrospect. Like you just be like, oh, I was so excited. I'm always so excited. Like there's always so many ways you could just yeah, you know, like where you're like, Hey honey bumpkin, of course I'll be there on Friday. Like when being there on friday is you know like a all hands call or something like yeah you don't want that but it's we're all saying this is like work related but it's like no you could be talking to somebody that you're like mm-hmm. trying to date and it's like hey do you yeah. want to go grab you lunch a CVS tomorrow rewards card <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or hey do you want to go grab lunch tomorrow yeah i'll get there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'll be there at five yeah. Oh, you're giving me my rewards points on my Regal Crown card? <laughs> yes, I would love rewards. Would you Would you like the free popcorn you qualify for? I love it! Yeah! Yeah. Here we go. Uh, any other thoughts on this particular jigsaw? No, I think we're good! There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, all right, next question. I have so many of these. I'm trying to pick. Uh, I'm trying to go a little bit different. Uh, here we go. This is uh, I'm, I'm borrowing from another podcast, but it's my podcast, the Taste Fakers podcast. We conclude every episode of our show with a segment called I Just Saw Heat. Uh, and the idea is uh, that we, we talk about uh, either an album, a book, a movie, TV show, video game, whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter when it came out. It could be a recent release or it could be something that came out 20 years ago. Whatever it is, we want to talk about it now. So uh, what's a piece of media you've been enjoying recently? It does not have to be new. It can be new, but it doesn't have to be new. It could have been, you know, if you just saw Waterboy for the first time, you could talk about Waterboy if you wanted to. Uh, mm. But what have you just been in? What did you just see this week? Um, all right, I just finished another rewatch of How I Met Your Mother. Um, another rewatch? I, I watched that show How maybe like. How have you seen How I Met Your Mother? I, I probably watch it at least once every six months. It's like my background show for whenever like I have nothing to watch or I just like want just noise in the background. Um, so I just finished my rewatch and um, my positioning on the ending of that series still stands to this day. It's spoiler alert now. It's been like seven years or whatever. It's fine. Right? It's, it's fine that the mom died. Like it's fine that the mom died. Mm-hmm. It's fine that, although it frustrated me when I first saw it, it's fine that Barney and, 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 um, uh, I, why am I not remembering her name? 
Robin. Uh, Robin. It's fine that Barney and Robin split up and got divorced. It's fine. The thing that still pisses me off. You have this great finale. It's this heartfelt finale. And then you have this scene where you finally get the yellow umbrella scene. And you meet the, the uh, Ted meets Tracy and they talk and they have their little like first meet their meet cute. And then the train rushes by and then it goes to the future where Ted is talking to his kids and they try to turn goofy again for the last three to five minutes where he's like, they're like, Oh, this was a story about how you love aunt Robin. And it's like, should I call her? What should I do? Should I do it? I don't know. And I'm just like, this is the worst part of the series. If they had ended it with the train flashing by and boom, it's over. Perfect ending. Mm. But they had to add that last extra five minutes. And I like, mm. I will never like that last extra five minutes. I, I have not seen the finale. Uh, so I, I can't, mm-hmm. I, know, I know that, yeah, any, any finale for a show that runs that long, people are going to be up in arms about it. But I do know there was some, uh, some, some displeasure yeah, it was... with uh, the way it ended. It was, it was like, the last season was rough because it took place over the course of three days. It had 24 episodes that took place over the course of three days. Um, all Most of the, that time was leading up to Barney and Robin's wedding, which, like, a lot of people were upset. Like, oh, they broke up three years after the wedding, and it's like, why did we spend a whole season leading up to this wedding? It's like, they were just really just trying to fill time. But it's like, you know, mm. it's fine. That's life. That happened. It's not a failed marriage. It's just a marriage that ran its course. But it's just like, it was the whole like subterfuge that they were trying to get across. It. Like, oh, this was a story about how he loves Robin. It's like, no, we all know that. You didn't need that last part. You didn't need that full last part. Like, you didn't need it to be goofy. You just needed to end it. And it, like, it just, it would have had a much bigger impact if they didn't have that last part. Tim, what have you uh, just seen, read, watched, whatever? Um, so on the f- on the multiple flights I had to take to Canada, uh, I finally watched the Mortal Engines movie, which uh, if you're unfamiliar, do, do you know what it is? I think I, I do, but I pretty can't sure, remember. Pretty sure it's a book series. Could be wrong. But um, it's, essentially the movie is about a post-apocalyptic globe where most cities have become mobile um and like towns are just like giant fucking vehicles uh for pretty much the entire globe and all the things that entail and then there's like large predator cities like london just eats other cities for resources and stuff like that uh and all the shenanigans that happens therein it was okay like it, it was more so just I'm looking at everything that's on here, and um, it 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 sounds like from all the things that are involved and different technologies and things they touch on, it's a it's it feels like it was one of those things that this book was probably amazing, but they tried to fit what should have been a better like season and a half of TV into one movie, and it just doesn't work. But what I my favorite part of it was um, the one actor is the actor who plays Klaus in uh, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Yeah. 
So it's wow. like a, a young him. And I was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I know that little young, like, baby face little fucker. Uh, and he was he was great. And it's just like, oh, now I, I, I want to go find more stuff that he's in. Because it was a drastically different character than Klaus, which is also a character I love. Um, but, like, yeah, overall, I think the, the, the movie had a lot of potential. Probably should have been a show, but also, like, Anything based off of a book is probably better off as a show instead of a movie, in my opinion, just mm. to hit anything that you would actually need. Um, and then other than that, I've been reading a uh, book called at the I think it's called the Ashfall Legacy. Hmm. Um, it's the same guy who did uh, the I Am Number Four series. If anyone remembers that. Uh, I remember that movie. The movie was bullshit. But I remember it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I, I remember that movie. Yeah, the movie. I was, never read the book, but I remember the movie. I was genuinely excited when they were coming out with a movie for it, and then I saw the commercials. I was like, I think they fucked it. I, I think they fucked it up. And then I started watching, and I was like, I'm not finishing it. This is fucking garbage. <laughs> uh, essentially, they took a good story and they twilighted it. Mm-hmm. Is essentially what they did. Um, but it's really good. It, 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 um, maybe like 15 pages from the end. Um, but it's all about, uh, humans and our place. It's, it's not all about humans. It's more so about aliens, but, uh, essentially a, a race of aliens interacts with the, the earth. I keep almost saying America and us, but it's like, no, it's the entire globe. Uh, most people don't know about it. And the main character is a hybrid of the species. And the reason the primary goal behind this is his dad, one of these aliens disappeared in space, wants to go find him. And it's like, well, why did he disappear from space? Why doesn't anybody go do this? And it's like, oh, when humans go into space, we essentially become fucking superheroes a la Superman, except we can never come home. Because uh, if you come back to Earth, you just start deteriorating for some unknown fucking reason. And that's where dad went was to like, I'm going to go find a solution. And sounds like you found something so much worse, but it's it's kind of cool. It's like little different elements from other stories that I've heard, but doing interesting takes on how alien technology would actually be. How would alien different alien societies be and i always enjoy world building stuff like that mm. yeah sounds pretty interesting yeah. speaking of world building uh one of the the one of the one i've seen is is not an old old one it actually came out in february uh my wife and i just watched the first season of severance uh on apple tv and it is really good uh it is sort of like a like a drama thriller type of show uh, a lot of great, like, g- good cast like Adam Scott, uh, John Tortoro, Christopher Walken, Patricia Arquette. Uh, a lot, a lot of great, got great performances in it. And basically, the the premise of the show, ding, is that um, that it's a there's it centers on this technology company who has a specific uh, set of departments where the workers go undergo a severance procedure that basically uh it's it's a it's basically brain surgery that separates their work life from their from their home life so so i you know the main character adam scott's character is this guy named mark and he walks into he knows he goes and works for lumen industries and he goes to the office and he walk goes up this elevator and then he the next thing he remembers is he is at home 
because he there's eight hours, nine hours of the day that he just does not remember uh, because his any uh, the other part of his brain that uh, that turns on when he goes into the office uh, is turned on when he's at the workday. So it's like the split personality, but it's everybody who works in this department. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's it's very interesting because it's, it, the reason they have the severance policy is because a it's beneficial to the company because they can do all the sort of clandestine shady kind of stuff and keep the people outside in the dark about what they're actually doing. And B it's beneficial to certain people. Cause Mark, 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 excuse me, Adam Scott's character. Mark is a guy who's had a lot of terrible things in his life and he can't work his normal day job. And so this is a sort of way of not having to think about it for eight hours a day. And so basically he goes home and drinks after work, but during the day he doesn't have to think about his, his mm-hmm. you know, personal traumas. So uh, it's really interesting. Uh, ben Stiller is the uh, director and executive producer, but it is like it's, it's like some black comedy and it's got some like really good uh, jabs at corporate life and, you know, normal stuff like there's so like, like all these perks for people hitting their goals for the month, which is just like clicking on the right numbers <laughs> the right number of times. But like the perks are like a Chinese finger trap. And there's a guy on Adam Scott's team who just loves that. It like brags about the number of Chinese finger traps he has. And like, they all talk about like, well, I bet my Audi, you know, the, the person who's outside of the office, like I bet my Audi is like a stone cold stud and has like, you know, 50 girlfriends and all this other stuff. So it's, it's a very interesting show. Uh, and it's the first season ends on a pretty heavy cliffhanger. So we've, we've been watching that recently. As far as older stuff, uh, the one old album I've listened to pretty regularly is uh, the soundtrack to Really Rosie, the children's special by Maurice Sendak and Carol King, uh, because it's something I remember very vividly from my childhood. And so I'm like, well, I got a newborn daughter. I got, I'm going to play some music for her during the day. Why not kill two birds with one stone? And I just want to reiterate, this is a children's special that came out in 1975 that had the music penned for it by Car- and sung by Carol King. It was like one of the like most popular and well-received and best-selling pop musicians of the 70s. Yeah, I'll just do this kid's special. And it's great. It's awesome. It's great music. Uh, it's kids songs, but it's great kids songs. So uh, I've had no problem uh, listening to that with uh, with the kiddo over the last couple of months. So the the really rosy soundtrack from Carol King. If you want to if you have a young one at home and uh, you want to play some kids music for him, but you don't want to hear like just the same dirge all day. That's a it's a nice change of pace. Nice. Severance yeah. is one of the only shows that's really pushing me to get apple tv i want to watch that so bad it's like, very good Myth- I, mythic quest you might like too have you ever yeah. heard of mythic quest yeah, yeah i've wanted to watch mythic quest but like i'm just like eh, i'm not gonna get apple tv i'm not gonna get another one i don't need it Damn. but like severance just looks so good that like it's I very want, good i, I want to watch it um mm-hmm. on, on the note of uh, of music real quick um i recently played the guardians of the galaxy video game that came out last year uh, mm-hmm. They created an entire band and album for this game. It's called Star Lord mm-hmm. Band. It's fucking awesome. Okay. Check it out. It's like very like eighties rock punk ish. Like it's so good. Um, I think I think uh, you might like it, Matt. And I kind of kind of want to get Alex to listen to it to see what he thinks about it because it's like it's a band. And an album created for a video game that's never going to tour or anything. It's not like a big name or whatever, but like it's just this really awesome band that was created just for this video game. I'm, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Anything else on uh, the Just Saw Heat front? Uh, Ted Lasso was great. Oh, 
cool Ted Lasso. Mm. I hear that's great. Yeah. Oh my god, so good. Uh, I've seen one episode. I saw. I also saw an airplane. As a matter <laughs> of fact, I highly recommend watching the entire show. Um, I think I'm pretty sure it's only one season. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe just, maybe, guess, maybe I'm not caught up. Now. It might have two seasons, and I'm just not uh, caught up. In which case, me and Martha have some watching to do. But um, I was also very much on the I don't want to buy another streaming or pay for another streaming service, except then we switched to T-Mobile and they're like, hey, uh, we'll pay for Apple TV for a year and we'll pay your Netflix and we'll also pay for a year of Paramount Plus. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go watch Ted Lasso, BRB. (laughs) Uh, It's very, very good. Uh, we probably got time for like one more. Uh, yeah. so let's wrap this up with uh, a really stupid one. Uh, fuck Mary Kill, Bill Clinton, George Clinton, or Clint Eastwood. All right, who is George Clinton? He's from uh, Parliament Funkadelic. That doesn't help. So I'm gonna kill George Clinton. Wow, I don't know that who he is, is. The wrong answer, but okay. Hold on, let me look him up. Please hold while Richie and I Google this person so we can actually answer this question. This also gives the audience time to Google him. I've I've seen Google George Clinton. I've Uh, I've seen him. Let me me tell you why you can't kill George Clinton. He he wrote a memoir a couple years ago. Would you like to know what the title of that memoir is? What is it? The title of the memoir by by, uh, George Clinton is... Brothers be like, yo, like George, ain't that funking kind of hard on you? A memoir. (laughs) <laughs> love it so on the how i met your mother kick george clinton was in an episode of how i met your mother i i uh I, I think yeah um so i i, I can't i can't kill him now uh i'm so this 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 one's easy for me. i'm marrying george clinton i'm fucking bill clinton and i'm <laughs> uh killing clint eastwood uh yeah, I think I, I think I'm very much on bar, on on board with that choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's probably the best choice. Clint Eastwood mm-hmm. is most likely the most problematic out of the three. So it'd probably just be best. Mm, I don't know. He hasn't committed any actual crimes. Yeah, I just that, feel uh, like he would not be interesting for long-term conversations, and also he's a skinny old man. To be fair, though, I don't think he's interested in talking for a long time, period of times, either. Yeah. It seems like he would just grunt and move to another room in the house. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, you, you know? seem not interesting. Goodbye. Yeah. Why don't you go away? <laughs> just leave me here with my chair. Can uh, do. And and my and car. Do. I need my car. Give me my Grand Torino. Uh, all right, and real quick, one more. Um, <laughs> cookies or brownies? Explain. Ooh. Mm. I'm gonna go brownies. All right, uh, explain. The, I, I got this. I know how to follow up on the full question. Come <laughs> explain, on, Tim. Explain. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. Uh, so I'm gonna go brownies. I'm sorry, please go ahead. Because uh, my biggest issue with most cookies or accessible cookies is just I want them to be soft. But when I have a soft cookie, then it's also like, oh, this is just a weird texture that I don't actually like. So unless it's Chips Ahoy, in which case it's just I dunk it in a shit ton of milk. 
But but whatever. More often than not, I'm in a mood for brownie. I just enjoy that texture. I enjoy that like fudginess, that rich chocolatiness. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, and I'll I'll do this the same way we did the brackets for breakfast, or as close as I can. I don't know if I've ever had a bad brownie. I've definitely had bad cookies. Mm. All right. I'm going to go with brownie. A fudgy brownie or a cakey brownie? Uh, cakey. All right. Yeah. What about you, Rich? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with brownie. Uh, I am very much... I'm someone who prefers the combination hot and cold with my desserts. So, like, like, a scoop of ice cream with a warm brownie. Like, I, I... Getting just like a cookie, like yeah, I could get a warm cookie, but like they're on, they can only stay good for so long. Whereas like a warm brownie and even just a, a, a room temperature brownie, like just is always good in my opinion. Hmm. Um, and it's like there's something about like a warm brownie versus a warm like say chocolate chip cookie, where the chocolate chip cookie just to me. Like there's just two. It's even though a brownie is generally all chocolate, the chocolate chips in the chocolate chip cookie just doesn't stay good to me after a few bites. To where the chocolate in the brownie is really like the perfect level of chocolateness and the, like the perfect level of sweetness. Um, that I just I, I generally prefer a nice warm brownie over like any sort of cookie. I'm not sure about the the chocolate chip thing, but I but I I'm also I'm also saying brownie. Like I can't even be like do the front adversarial thing and just be like, you guys are both wrong. You're stupid. <laughs> it's cookies. Like it's, it's the answer is brownies. It's always brownies. And I think it's because I'm I'm a boring man who enjoys the. I'm a sucker for uniform texture uh, and knowing that every bite of the brownie is going to be about the same as the bite that I had just a moment ago is very relaxing and reassuring to me. Whereas for the cookie, you have those little like flavor bombs of 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 taste and, and sweetness when you bite into a cookie, and then you bite into another part, and it's like, all right, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's cookie. It's mostly the dough part and everything like that. It's a brownie. It's always a brownie. Yeah. 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 So what I'm hearing is uh, Christmas brownies this year. Christmas brownies. Always Ooh. Christmas brownies. Never not Christmas brownies. All right. I'll figure that out. Get some cinnamon in there. You know, you can do you can do all sorts of. And the thing is, like, you think, you oh, cookies are the ones with the more variety, which is true. But you, you could do some fun stuff with brownies as well. You, you can do brownies. Then you can do blondies. Um I was, no, I was say I, I prefer I ran this redheads. Past my wife beforehand, and uh, <laughs> God, uh, I ran this question past my wife earlier, and she said you have to outlaw blondies. It's a, it's a cop out. Uh, but I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I do think blondies are uh, are very delicious. Uh, but I also think you can also you can do like you know put some marshmallow in the brownies. Mm-hmm. You can uh, put some cinnamon in the brownies. Yeah. I'm sure if you live in the state of Colorado, there's other stuff you could do to the brownies. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can, you can, do you, can you can do that in Jersey now too. So yeah, but I want to do it in Colorado. It's nicer there. It's okay. so much is, yeah. but like I don't, the have, elevation. I, don't any, I don't have any apples rolling around in the street going like, Hey, I'm walking in. <laughs> now I got to ask a question on the brownie front. Okay. Icing. Yes or no. I'm a no for icing on my brownies. Who the fuck puts icing on brownies? Oh, there's if definitely you, people put ice on brownies. Yeah. Um, At that point, it's a cake. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, much. No, I, you're, there's, it's not like 
I, well, excuse me, I shouldn't say that. There are some people who put like the you know the frosting and everything like that, but I'm talking like like a hard layer of icing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a cosmic a, brownie. Well, no, it's like more the like, little mm, Debbie cosmic brownie kind of thing. Like if you were to get Shoprite brownies, like they've got like icing on the top of their brownies. Or, you get like a I've Duncan Hines this. thing of icing, and you just spread it over the brownie, and they just yeah. let it harden. That sounds like a sin. Like, like I'm all for cosmic brownies, but like just normal brownies with icing on it. No, just I, I can't do it. it it's just, I, I feel don't like mind this them, is, but I definitely prefer without. I feel like this is the eleventh commandment that did make it on the tablet: "Thou shalt not ice thy brownies." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it did. It, it, it's definitely ahead of number twelve, which is also maybe no slaves, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe. God had, his, uh, God had his priorities in order. He was like, let's take care of the brownie problem first, and then we'll worry about human rights. Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> any other thoughts on the brownie versus cookie thing? No, I think I think we got it. Yeah, yeah I man, think we nailed uh, it. We, we, we did pretty well. Those are, I mean, look, I've got a bunch more questions, but I think we can uh, we can uh, put a cap on this one. What are we going to do? We're going to put a pin in it. You take this. See what I got here? It's a pin. I'm putting a pin in this list. We're going to put a pin in it. Ouch. Preserve it for later. Will do. Yeah. Okay. Tim, if people want to hear any more of your pin takes on Twitter, where can they find you? Uh, Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. Sean's on Twitter at Hey, it's SOB, and you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M K A S Z N E L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast, and it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks as always for Mary O'Brien compiling our questions uh, and for Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And uh, welcome back. Tess Riley uh, went and visited uh, South Korea for the last couple of weeks. Uh, So Sean and I were pressed into editing duty today. And uh, boy, didn't miss it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was fun, and uh, we, we hope Tess had a great time on her trip. Uh, but she edits our show uh, week in and week out when she is not traveling outside of the country, and we appreciate her for it. Uh, it's time for plugs, everybody. Rich, what's going on with uh, all your stuff that we skewered in the beginning of the show? <laughs> yeah, can I get the call sheet again? I need to read out what it said underneath. Uh, twa- it's bitch.rv.d underscore onuts. It's twitch.tv slash b underscore walnuts for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Just a bunch of different games. Come check it out. Also, check out OneQuest.com or Facebook.com slash OneQuestOnline. We've got two podcasts there. PodQuest, a weekly nerdy talk show, where uh, last week we talked about uh, Prey, the new Predator movie that came out on uh, on Hulu uh, that takes place during, like, early American Revolution time type stuff with, like, he fights Native Americans, it seems. It's really interesting. Um and uh next week i can't tell you what we're listening to because we're recording this early uh as well as a uh, bonus action a tabletop podcast where me sean and friends play dungeons and dragons uh and sean throws frisbees online uh he's on uh, is it youtube ob discord disc golf except for ever except for instagram where it's ob underscore disc golf uh if you want to see him throw some frisbees 
uh, for uh, for fun, uh, for to see his technique, to see his, his, his impeccable form, which I've seen in person. It's it's truly remarkable. Uh, Obi Discoff everywhere except for for Instagram, where it's Obi underscore Discoff. Um, I'm making a note here uh, that we are not making as as uh, quick progress on season two of Taste Fakers as I would like. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna lead you listeners along and just be like <laughs> oh man here it comes this is going right around the corner. Uh, so I'm just gonna say uh, that you can listen to season one and uh, we are hoping to have season two out in the not too distant future. Uh, but you can find Taste Fakers on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify and SoundCloud. And I will also say that if you're in the Cincinnati area, that my co-host, my esteemed co-host on that show, Alex Casnell, start playing gigs again. Uh, he is, he's putting out some music. Uh, he hasn't released anything officially yet, but he's writing his own songs. Uh, he's playing a, a cool barbecue joint in Cincinnati lately. So if you see, if you're in the Midwest area, if you're in the Queen City and uh, want to see some cool music gigs and see some open mic nights around town, uh, go, go, give it a shot. There's a chance that Alex Casnell's playing there. And, and I'm sure be like, wow, he looks so much more accomplished than that guy who talks about wine on the podcast. <laughs> oh, and I'm, and I'm sure if and when he ever does. Record I said stuff, looks <laughs> if and when he ever does record stuff, we'll probably use it as intro music or outro music or something at that point. Oh, we might. Yeah, it's it'll be very sophisticated. Uh, yes. it's, it's very it's got Steven. Se- oh, yeah. Theme music is when by Steven Sieber. I completely forgot about Steven. Uh, good Steven, great friend Steven Siebert, who we've talked to in person on many an occasion. Uh, yes, you can find Steven's work at the Free Music Archive uh, if you ever want to listen to Steven's work. Uh, our best friend, Steven Siebert. That's it, guys. Uh, say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweeten, Sean O'Brien in the Outer Banks, and the entire action moves team. My name is Matt Gasnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. I did. Nah. I refuse. Won't do it. No. <laughs> no. Not the mama. Not the mama. Right. Rose, Matt. Yeah. You, you gotta stop. Uh, uh, yeah, that thing.